0: Well, I was really blessed today when we walked in. Walked in what we we consider the chapel. This big, rushing, mighty wind comes and blows all those trees out there. And uh, what a blessing that is for Pentecost. And and we're just so glad to be with some of our favorite people on one of our favorite liturgical days of the year, uh, the Feast of Pentecost. And just in honor of that, uh, I'd like to share just a personal testimony for a minute. Um, you know, some of you might not know I was raised in a secular home, and no church attendance or any focus on God whatsoever. Although my parents were very good people, but the whole concept of of God or a spiritual life kind of what you know just didn't exist. But as a very young person at age 22. I had a dramatic salvation experience and really began to seek God and had a hunger in my life well shortly after that as I began continually seeking him in the word he ignited me with the baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire and I've been on fire ever since and so and that's why I do things like I, I do here and So I just think it would be wonderful as we focus on the day of Pentecost um, and some of these beautiful hymns that we've chosen um, that we just all pray that we would have a fresh infilling, um, a fresh fire from the Lord in our lives. And um, that would just be my my fondest prayer, my my greatest prayer. And I also want to um, just say everyone have a blessed Mother's Day, all of our mothers that are here. And... What a blessing it was to me that Sue came in and recognized her son was playing the music, and I just thought that was so touching for Mother's Day. So, Sue, you can relate to Bob that he was here with us in spirit, and um, we're just so thankful for his music every week. But, of course, there are times he can't be here, so we have to deal with the machine. And we will be singing for our opening hymn. Number 390, Spirit of God descend upon my heart and I have to go back over here Turn on the player.
1: All four verses? Yes, yeah, we're going um,
0: to do all four verses in all of our hymns today. Mm-hmm. Now let me see think I can get this going, right? <laughs>
1: Represents a moment that cannot be replaced by any other event in all of life. We pray, Lord, as we come before you this day and sing these hymns, as we hear your scriptures, as we open your word, we pray, Lord, that you would speak to our heart by your spirit directly, one to one, that all outside circumstances, all outside interference would cease. And that we would have a personal audience with you by your Holy Spirit. That you would speak to us, guide us, lead us, and draw us into thy presence. In thy holy name. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts are open, all desires known, from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit. We may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Hear what our Lord Jesus Christ saith. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. From these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Okay. Let's now attend to the scripture reads for the day. As I have been prone to do, I'm going to slip two Old Testaments in. And no one can
2: stop Ezekiel <laughs>
1: 36 and Joel 2. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And ye shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And ye shall be my people and I will be your God. I will also save you from all your uncleanness. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall do, dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: The New Testament reading is from the second chapter of Acts, beginning at the first verse. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded, because every man heard them speaking in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how then do we each hear them speaking in our own tongue wherein we were born? and hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Turn to 393.
0: Breathe on the breath of God.
1: forgiveness of
2: sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life
1: everlasting. Amen. As I had expected, less people here today because it's being a holiday, but I am naive enough, if you will, to believe that those who are here are supposed to be here. Not that those who aren't here weren't supposed to. I don't want to imply that, but I believe that, that there is a specific reason why you are here today. I pray that the Holy Spirit would make that manifest to you. I have many, many, many pages of sermon here, which I gave morning to the radio, a couple of different broadcasts. But worry. <laughs> Instead, I wanted to, to share with, with you as, this moment, this group. I want to talk to you about today, Pentecost. Pentecost. Unfortunately, if you ask the average, if there is such a thing, average Christian, what is Pentecost? Someone will shrug, some will say, well, that's That's the day that the church started, that the Spirit ascended. But that was back then, not for now. Pentecost didn't begin that day. Pentecost is the Greek word, from the Greek word meaning 50, 50 days. The Hebrews, the Israelites, had a a Pentecost. It was 50 days after the Passover, 50 days after the sacrificial lamb in Egypt saved them from Pharaoh, and 50 days after they were given the law, Mount Sinai. And as with all the important events of the Israel tradition, they were told to keep the Feast of Pentecost as they did with the other major feast days. And that's why there was such a big crowd in Jerusalem that day. It wasn't happening, chance. It didn't happen that there was a great number of people from different parts of the countries, <coughs> the, the different ethnic groups, if you will, the different languages that were there, That the crowds, they didn't just happen to be there. They were there for Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost. And as the scriptures tell us today, as it came to the fullness, as it came to its final moments, if you will. Jesus had told the disciples to wait. They didn't know what for. I want to just share a little bit of my testimony. Because I think if you understand me a little bit, you'll understand why I say the things I say. I, like Susan, was not brought up in a Christian home. Neither of my parents were Christian. The only time I heard the word Jesus was an expletive, uh, in swearing, in anger. My parents were moral, I guess, as moral as any human can be in and of themselves. But because of that, I grew up, went overseas, was in the military, came back, never once in a church, never once opened the Bible, never once even thought <coughs> about God. And one day, when the Bible was placed in my hand, the shoe store, not a church. I started at the beginning, in Genesis 1, which is where you start at from books, I assumed at the beginning, and which is saved. The Word of God just filled me. I knew it was true. I knew that that which I held in my hand was the truth. But because I didn't had not been raised in a church because my parents were not Christians I didn't go running to a church I didn't give any credence whatsoever to the church system I didn't even think about the church system I thought about God because that's who I met in the Bible I didn't meet the church system and I'm not here to, to denigrate the church system so please don't <laughs> misunderstand my words but I had a direct encounter with God through his word and because of that I wanted more I wasn't satisfied with just that because I knew there was more I wasn't taught again because I didn't go to church and when Christ said at the cross it is finished that that was the end of it for many Christians when they hear that they might as well just shut their Bible and there is truth in that saying that it is finished Because that which he came to do was finished when he gave himself upon the cross, when he sacrificed his life for the Father. But that was finished. But the Christian message, that which God has decreed for us, was not finished then. The disciples didn't understand that, as I fear many Christians don't understand that. They walked with Jesus for three and a half years. They saw him pray to the Father. They saw his miracles. They saw his loving heart as he healed the sick and the infirm. They saw the authority with which he spoke like no other man spoke when he confronted the religious element of his day. And yet, they didn't understand. They saw him crucified. Just as many Christians nowadays know of a Christ, the Jesus who was crucified. They knew that to be truth, but they were there and they saw. It. They saw him crucified. But they still didn't understand. They still ran away. They saw the empty tomb. The resurrection was true. They knew it was true because he wasn't there, but they still didn't understand. Scripture says even, John writes, that he didn't even understand when he saw the empty tomb, yet, what it was all about. They saw the ascended Christ. Last week was Ascension Sunday, or the Sunday following Ascension. We weren't here, but hopefully you covered those passages. They saw the ascended Christ, but they still didn't understand as they saw him ascend unto the clouds. The angels had to explain to him, Why are you looking up there? He shall come back again as he is gone. So Jesus told them, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know I am in the Father, and ye in me, and I in you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said to you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, give I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. They didn't understand. They didn't want him to leave. They didn't want some comforter, whatever that meant. They wanted him. Three and a half years they had been close to him, as I said earlier. He was their Lord and Master. He was their friend, he called them. And when he said he was going to leave, their heart was just so troubled. That's why he says, be not troubled. But he said elsewhere, he told them that it is necessary that I go, else the Comforter. I fear that so many Christians due to ignorance due to lack of teaching due to whatever I don't know are still in the state of affairs that the disciples were back then they believe in the crucified Christ they believe in the resurrected Christ, they believe in the ascended Christ but it stops right there and if we don't understand the purpose of Pentecost, if we don't understand why the Holy Spirit was given from the ascended Christ, because it says he had not yet ascended, so therefore he could not give the Spirit. When he ascended unto God the Father, the Holy Spirit was given. The Holy Spirit is the means by which everything that Christ has done for us becomes reality in our life. Jesus never entered into a person. The Holy Spirit of Christ does. Jesus is in heaven praying for us, interceding for us, and has given us his spirit of prayer that our prayers might be effectual. The Holy Spirit is not an add-on, not a an option. Holy Spirit is no less God than Jesus is God and the Father is God. And the three which we'll talk about next week the Trinity Sunday the three together must be part of your life or you have nothing to do with the reality. And that may sound harsh but that's what the scriptures say. Look at the disciples. Look how different they were from the day of Pentecost on. The first thing they did. The first thing Peter did. Peter who, who denied his Lord three times. Peter who ran away from the cross. The first thing Peter did was give a sermon, if you will, about Christ. Telling, this is he who was raised. This is he who ascended into hell. This is he whom you have crucified as per God's ordained word. And they were pricked at heart and three thousand three thousand were joined to the church. That same Peter was a dynamite. That's Peter was willing to and did die for his Lord, as did all the disciples one way or another. So from that point forward, everything they did had a dynamic, dynamic to it because of the Spirit. So I don't want to belabor it, but I also don't want you to live in pre-Acts 2 days so much so much of the scriptures are closed to you if you don't understand the necessity, as Christ said, of the Holy Spirit. I must leave that He may come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, as our Lord and Savior has taught us, we are able to say, Our Father, who Amen. art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
0: recessions at this time. I I was just thinking of the verse and how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit unto his children than ask. And I just pray that throughout this week we will all ask for a deeper infilling of of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Feel free to call out any names of anyone you have on your hearts during the recessory time. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. I thank you for that wonderful sermon. I pray that it penetrates my heart. Lord, we lift up all those that aren't with us today. pray that you would bless them in their lives this week. And I pray a special blessing on all the mothers gathered here and all the mothers that are um, residents of the Renaissance Marquis. pray a special blessing for each one of their lives, Father. We just thank you and praise you and give you all thanks and glory for this wonderful day. And Lord, I lift up Captain Mark Hedges, Those in residence here, Lord, that may be especially ill today. pray for an outpouring of your healing in their lives. An abundant infilling of your peace and your comfort, Lord, that comes through the Holy Comforter. Lord, in our mercy.
1: Hear our prayer. Hear our, prayer. Mm-hmm.
0: our closing hymn 383. Fill me now. I had to learn this, this, weekend. this is one this week. That's real good.
1: <laughs> I still haven't learned it. Turn with a I,
0: hope, to, I hope I can leave it sufficiently. It's, it's a real good hand. Okay, it has a refrain. And we'll go ahead and do all four verses and the refrain. you. <laughs>
1: with you in a mighty way on this Pentecost day. you believe here today that something of that which we've experienced in the last half hour will stay with you and speak to you and quicken you. Let's pray. O God who has at this time did teach the heart of thy faithful people by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit Grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in His holy comfort, through the merits of Christ Jesus our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with Thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world, without end. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, in the blessing of God Almighty the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.
2: Amen.